You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. 2024, we're excited about it. We've got a lot of good things going on this year, and God's going to do a lot of good stuff for us. Um, I was looking back. Do any of you look back and see how 2023 turned out and, and, you know, what were your victories and what were your challenges and all that? Well, I did that this year, and I was, I was surprised at how much God surprised me. You know, I, I thought if I would have said without looking, I would have said, yeah, it was a good year. But, you know, there wasn't anything, you know, just over the top. But that's not really true. God was over the top. And as I went back, I actually went back through my calendar from January on. And I was like, wow, you did some great things, Lord. You did some great things and uh, really surprised surprise us this year. So, I mean, last year. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this morning, we have a treat for you. Pastor Gene and I are going to share prophetic insights for 2024, and I'm going to let him go first because uh, he's always a little bit more long-winded than I am. <laughs> he's like, what? But um, yeah, I'm excited to share what God has given us this morning. I'm just going to invite Pastor Gene up. And 2024, and uh, it, it, it's funny, the... I was kind of struggling. I had this thing that's kind of been going over and over in my spirit. And and when I finally came to the point where this is what I need to share this morning, I thought, Lord, this doesn't sound very prophetic to me. And he said, what do you think prophecy is? And, you know, I, I want to I be able to give all kinds of great predictions of uh, elections and nations and revival and all this kind of stuff. And he says, he says, uh, he says the gift of prophecy is uh, for the purpose of exhortation, edification, and comfort. Now, it doesn't mean that the office of the prophet is, is uh, uh, restricted to that, but, there, but even within the, the, the scope of, uh, of the prophetic ministry, there, there is a, a exhortation. The word exhort actually means to call near to God. Okay? And so I want to call you near, but I also want to encourage you at the same time. This is not a hard word, but it is a bit of a hard reality. Okay? So we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit. I want to talk about overcoming in 2024. Yeah. Overcoming. How many of you had some things to overcome in 2023? Amen. How many of you are still aren't done overcoming certain things from 2023? Yeah. Glory to God. I, I appreciate uh, your son, you know, sharing his, uh, you know, his struggle with stubbornness. And uh, I, 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 obviously us adults don't struggle with that. That's just young people, right? Uh, Actually, they actually they inherit that from us, I think. But <laughs> at any rate, um, uh, I want to talk about overcoming, and I want to start first of all with First uh, John chapter two. First 
1 John chapter 2, beginning with verse 15, reading from the New King James Version. It says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. And then the Gospel of John, chapter 16, in verse 33, says, These things I have spoken to you that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Father, I just thank you for your breath of resurrection power that is in your word. And I thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. There are three things, three elements that we that Jesus has given us victory over that we are positioned for overcoming. Number one, of course, is obvious, is the devil. Number two is the flesh. And number three is the world. And the more I try to separate and, and kind of analyze those three, the more I realize the three are inseparably linked. The thing I find up with the devil is that uh, he's really not an in-your-face kind of guy. He puts other things in your face. Because he, he operates in darkness. He's the prince of darkness. So my first thought, uh, it, 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 you know, at the beginning of the day or my last thought at the end of the day is not about the devil. I, I, honestly, it's, it's, it's refreshing to know that Jesus took care of him and knocked his teeth out 2,000 years ago. I'm not being flippant. I, I'm not dismissing his, 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 uh, his abilities or his... Uh, uh, I mean, let, let's, let's just face it. I know where he came from. I knew his beginning. He, he, he started very well. But it was in the greatness of his beginnings that led to his downfall. And through Adam, those same tendencies, those same uh, uh, destructive patterns had been passed down to mankind. And the world, Jesus said, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of this world. So we understand that. But the world kind of can get in your face sometimes. But you know, my greatest adversary sometimes is it's not what's going on out in the world, okay? It's not about it's 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 not about the Democrats versus the Republicans, it's not about um it's not about uh uh North Korea or Iran or China or Russia, although those are very real realities. The thing that 
seems that I contend with the most is the man in the mirror. And that is definitely in your face. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I heard a story one time. Uh, actually, uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin shared the story. He said uh, a lady came up to him after a meeting. He said, I said, Brother Hagin, would you pray for me that I not have any more trouble with the flesh? He said, he said you mean you want me to pray for you to die? So if you don't want to have any more trouble with the flesh, need more trouble with the devil, more, more trouble from the world, amen, uh, you know, all I say, show us your uh, insurance policy or, or your life insurance policy or your pre-needs thing. We will make sure that you're taken care of as you pass on free of all that stuff. I'm going to do my best not to turn this into a teaching today, okay? Because one number one, I don't have time, okay? Uh, I, but at some point, I'd like to revisit this, Pastor, because there is a whole teaching that that uh, that surrounds this. But dealing with the flesh and the sins of the flesh and the works of the flesh, that was included in what Jesus said. He says, "I have overcome the world." I have overcome. He said, be a good cheer. I have overcome. And then the Apostle Paul goes in great lengths, particularly when you read in the book of Romans and the book of Galatians, kind of defining what the, what the works of the flesh are and what was done through Christ Jesus in order for us to have victory over the flesh. I've come to one immutable con conclusion about the flesh is that you'll never defeat the flesh with the flesh. I don't care how much willpower you have. Amen. I don't, I, I don't care what you, what you decide you're going to do without. I don't care what you decide. You know, all kinds of discipline. Nothing wrong with discipline. Okay. There, it's particularly spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines de definitely are a benefit to us, but understand even spiritual di disciplines are not the central focus of dealing with the flesh. The focus of dealing with the flesh, particularly the sins of the flesh, are found in Jesus. The writer of Hebrews said it this way. He says, laying aside uh, 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 every weight and sin that does so easily beset us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I'm glad he didn't stop with just the statement, lay down those sins. No, he said, lay aside the sin that does so easily beset you, looking the problem is we're not looking at Jesus when we deal with the flesh. We're looking at the flesh. You're not going to overcome the sins of the flesh or the, the works of the flesh by focusing on your failure. Now, I will say you must, you must recognize, and I'm not saying just live in denial. The scripture tells us that we are to confess our sins. Amen? Yeah. And he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, but the thing that, that really kind of sidetracks a lot of us, and, and, I, and well, I won't say a lot of us, I'm going to say all of us. 
is the ones we keep having to go and confess. Time after time after time, it gets old, doesn't it? It can be discouraging. But what I want to encourage you today is that in 2024, quit focusing on the flesh and start focusing on the Spirit. It's a lot easier to lay something aside when you've got something to replace it with. You want to, you know, I know some of you have dogs. You ever have a dog that just gets a hold of something and just doesn't want to let it go? You know, it may be one of your shoes. <clears throat> it, may, it may be a piece of furniture. It might be your arm. But throw a porterhouse in front of that dog and I guarantee you he'll drop it real quick. Dealing with the flesh is like that. Sometimes we're chewing on leather and settling for that, thinking, I guess this is just how I am, as opposed to going after the porterhouse. Redemption is really all about exchange. It is. We were singing just a, a while ago, one of the words we talked about Jesus being our reward. Jesus is not out to punish you for your sin. He wants to reward you with himself in place of that sin. Romans chapter 8, and verse, beginning with verse 9, it says this. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Well, that's good news. Doesn't look that way, but that's what it says. it says. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. <clears throat> now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if the spirit is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. <clears throat> Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. In other words, we are obli obligated not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. <clears throat> you are not obligated to that sin, to that fleshly desire that does so easily beset you. You are not obligated to that addiction. You are not obligated to that pattern of thinking. You are not obligated to those anger issues. You are not obligated to resent. You are not obligated, amen, to desire things that you know you shouldn't. You're not obligated to the flesh. Why are you not obligated? Because it says here the flesh is dead. If Christ is in you, the flesh is dead. 
In other words, you have been severed from the authority of the fleshly nature. Now, it didn't say that you won't have desires. How many of you know desires aren't dead? They're not. But your life in Christ has severed you from the authority of those desires. And then Galatians says this, Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. How many would say amen? So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I have told you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who, have, who are Christ's have crucified the flesh. Didn't say they need to crucify the flesh. Okay, I'm going to kick over a sacred cow now. I'm just trying to crucify the flesh. Well, thank God Jesus already has already killed the flesh. He says those that are Christ, amen, it says have, have crucified the flesh. So legally, the flesh has been put to death. But in Romans chapter 8, it says by the Spirit, we put to death the deeds of the flesh. So it's not the flesh that you need to crucify. It's the deeds of the flesh. But I got news for you. How many of you have been caused problems by a dead man? Let me, let me put it this way. John Gotti is buried somewhere. We don't really know where. And I heard he was a pretty bad dude. But I got news for you. John Gotti ain't causing anybody any problems. Why? Because he's dead. The dead man doesn't cause you any problems. Amen. And you're under no obligation to him anymore. I got to imagine there was people that owed John Gotti money. Well, not anymore. <laughs> you can't be in debt to a dead man. You see, through Christ, we've been made overcomers. Now, as I said, there's a whole teaching that goes into this, okay? There's some things you got to walk out. The Bible says with fear and trembling that we, are, we have to walk out our salvation. we got to work, work out our salvation. So there, there are some practical steps involved in this and more things. But what I want to tell you is this. The things that you have struggled with in 2020. 
three were taken care of 2,000 years ago. And you, and you are, amen, a, 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 a more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. More than a conqueror. That's what it says over in Romans chapter 8. What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? You got any Bucks fans in here? How many Bucks fans? Oh my gosh, that's it? Woo-wee. Okay. All right. Well, I don't care who you're a fan of. I'm going to talk about the Bucks just a minute, okay? I have endured the Bucks ever since I've lived down here, okay? And uh, it was nice to have Tom Brady for a while, but he's gone, okay? So we got this dude, Baker Mayfield. Now, a lot of controversy around Baker Mayfield. I like the guy myself. I like the guy. He's, he's, he, he's, he's. I don't know. He's he's just that that tough little guy that just won't give up. Probably times when he should give up, he he, he doesn't. Today, the Buccaneers have the opportunity to clinch the NFC South division. In order to do that, they have to play by record the worst team in the NFL, that is the Carolina Panthers. Any Carolina Panther fans in here? Okay. Sorry about you, brother. (laughs) But we have to understand they still got to go play them. And they have to beat them in order to accomplish their goal. Anybody ever heard the phrase, any given Sunday? It's hard to win. I don't care who you're playing. It's hard to win in the NFL, especially when you have to go to the opposing team's home field. So, at any rate, in Baker Mayfield's contract, he has an incentive that if he gets them, if, 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 the, if the Buccaneers make it to the playoffs, he gets a $1 million bonus. It's not bad. I think for a million dollars, I would face the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Give it a shot anyway. So let's say, best case scenario, they win. He gets a check from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for $1 million. And Monday morning, he hands that check to his wife, whose name happens to be Emily. You see, Baker is the conqueror, but Emily is more than a conqueror. She didn't have to run away from any pass rush. She didn't have to worry about linemen missing their blocking assignments. Didn't have to worry about penalties and all that. She didn't even have to sweat. You see, she's more than a conqueror. You see, Jesus obtained the bonus check and he delivered it to you. Not based on your worth, not based on your efforts, not even based on your successes, but based on his love and grace and mercy. He hands that to you and says, this is yours. 
That includes victory over the flesh and the world and the devil. So understand that in 2024, you're already positioned to win. What we have to do is rest, not strive, but rest in the finished work of Jesus. You said that's too easy. That's why you mess up. That's why you mess up, because it's so easy you miss it. We want to take the credit for it, don't we? Amen. Oh, man, I, I, I struggled, and I fasted, and I prayed, and I went to, uh, uh, I went, had hands laid on me, and all this kind of stuff, and, and, uh, and, I, and I, I didn't lose my temper for a whole week. And we think, man, we accomplished something. Jesus delivered you from that for eternity. So look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Don't faith, don't focus on the flesh. Focus on the spirit. Because we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Not hear this prophetic detail for the coming 24, but the uh, word of the Lord to prepare us for the prophetic detail that's coming. And I thought that was a really good word. Oh, one thing I was going to share because it, it fit right into Pastor Gene's message is um, someone had done some research on this and I, I was reading it the other day. It says, now listen to this. Of course, he just talked about being more than conquerors, but it says, if you read your Bible four times a week, these are the results. Feeling lonely drops 30%. So this is statistically, right? Anger issues drop 32%. Bitterness in relationships drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. Sharing your faith jumps 200%. And discipling others jumps 230%. Four times a week. That's good. Read your word. Yeah. That's my prophetic word for 2024. Let's go for it, right? Let's eat. <laughs> it's very, I, mine is not very complicated. I just want to share it. Uh, it's interesting because I thought the same thing. I, I was like, Lord, uh, you know, uh, what do you got? And he's like, this is what I have. And it's very, it's similar um, Kind of goes sandwiches with Pastor Jeans. Oh, yeah, those are the guys that were out there praying, and praise the Lord. Uh, but similar to Pastor Jeans, but um, the Lord was talking to me about how wisdom is the key that will open the door in 2024. It really is about carrying the wisdom of the Lord. And it's a supreme intelligence that comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not the gift of wisdom I'm talking about. There may be some of you that carry the gift of wisdom. Wisdom. How about that? How's that gift working for you? <laughs> but it is the wisdom, the personal Holy Spirit of wisdom that we need for 2024. 
it will be what carries us through whatever door that needs to be open will be the spirit of wisdom. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, just, I've got a couple of scriptures I want to share, but first is going to be Proverbs 24, three through six, but I'm going to share it out of the Passion Translation and mainly because it just explains a little bit uh, of the word a little bit more, but uh, Proverbs 24, because it is 2024, um, three through six. I'm waiting for Noah. So y'all can all go with me. Uh, the uh, Passion Translation. Did I not give you that? Yeah. That is the New King James. Through wisdom, a house is built. And so we're going to talk about that because the house is not just a physical house that we live in. The house is the house of everything that we do. And the Passion Translation kind of goes into this. So it says, wise people are builders. That's who we are. We are wise people and we are builders. They build families. They build communities, businesses, communities. And through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. Because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. Wisdom can make anyone into a mighty warrior with revelation knowledge increases strength. Wise strategy is necessary to wage war. And with many astute advisors, you'll see the path to victory more clearly. What we understand is there is a war being waged out there, right? And the war is actually against the kingdom of God. That's the war that's being waged. So we are astute carriers of the wisdom of God that will tear down any war that comes against the kingdom of God. Because that's what we're positioned to do. We are positioned to overtake. We are positioned to knock down. We are positioned to interfere with anything that's going to set itself up against the kingdom of God. That's who we are, right? So our word for 2024 is about being people that carry the spirit of wisdom. And like I said, it's not an intellectual wisdom, though the Lord uses the intellect to go with it. But it is a supernatural wisdom from the spirit, the Holy Spirit himself, that gives us insight and ability to solve problems, to do things that is beyond our own ability. And uh, this will sound a little crazy, but... uh, it was wisdom for sure. You know, Chuck and I were gone. We went to Phoenix to see our son and our grandkids out there. And um, we come back uh, uh, on, I don't know, a week ago or so. Uh, anyhow, we came back. We're here. We came back. <laughs> Might be a little stretched today, guys. Just work with me. But uh, we came back and we had been on a plane with someone who had been sick. They were sitting right next to us. And we're like, great. We're praying over them and all that. But we come back and, you know, I thought I had like allergies or something. Cause you know, when you go from Phoenix, very dry, a lot of times it's a little bit of an allergy problem. And I was just coughing. And I was like, what the heck's going on? Well, in the middle of the night, the Lord spoke to me and said, you have the flu. And he just said flu. And I woke up and I was like, I- I've actually never had the flu before. I was like, huh? So we went to the doctor. Sure enough, I had the flu. Chuck did not. It's cause he's, he's Scottish. You know, they, they, they endure much differently, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I know that sounds very simplistic, 
but God's going to drop in what you need to know, whether you're asking the question or not. And when we carry the spirit of wisdom on us, that means that there are things that we're going to know that we don't even know that we were wanting to know. We weren't even pursuing, but it has come in our way. Uh, the scripture I want to go to is Genesis 32, uh, starting in verse 1. And it says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, see, I have called Beziel, the son of Urah, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And listen to this. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, understanding and knowledge in all manner of workmanship. We have been filled with the spirit of God in wisdom, understanding in all manner of workmanship. We need to understand, like Jim was talking about, we have already defeated the flesh. That has been killed. But what we're keeping our eye on are the deeds of the flesh. It's already been taken care of. We've already been filled with the spirit of the living God, right? And what we need to pursue with God is a greater relationship with the spirit of the living God and this wisdom that he wants to give us in order for us to be equipped for what's coming in 2024. Yes. And can you imagine he received the spirit of wisdom in order to build, listen to this, the tabernacle of God. We have the spirit of wisdom in order to build the kingdom and God on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Well, you know, it's funny. We know even what Pastor Gene preached on. We know it. But God is talking to us about taking a greater uh, participation in activating that within our lives. And I am going to do an impartation of wisdom over us when we leave. Okay, before we leave. But let's look at 1 Kings 3.22. And this is kind of talking about, we're going to talk a little bit about what are the different things that the spirit of wisdom brings us. 1 Kings 3, 22. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we know that King Solomon had asked for wisdom. And the Lord said, I'm going to give you wisdom. And because you didn't ask for for riches and long life, I'm going to give you that too. You know, sometimes the Lord gives us what we haven't asked for because what we're asking for is, is uh, uh, expanding his kingdom. So he gives him all of that. We know that there are two moms with two children and one of them dies. One of the kids dies. The, the woman slept on him. Um, and so there's a fight over who's going to get the remaining child. And let's go to, uh, let's go to verse uh, 23, or let's go to 22. It says, I think that's, yeah, I'm sorry, 23. And the king said, the one says, this is my son who lives and your child is the dead one. The other one says, no, but your son is the dead one. And my son is the living one. Then the king said, bring me the sword. And they brought him the sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in half. Now, for all of us, that's horrifying, even just a thought for it. Just even say it out loud. But listen to this. You know, Solomon received wisdom. 
in order to discern where the deception was and where the truth was. And even though what he said was shocking, divide the child in half, what it did, it provoked the liar to be exposed and the truth to be realized. So sometimes the what we're think what is coming out of our mouth sounds like a uh, a shock to the people hearing us, but what it does it shakes loose where the deception is in order for the truth to reign. So one of the things the spirit of wisdom is going to do for us this year, it's it's going to give us such a clarity of discernment between what is deception and what is truth, and we know. We're in a time period where it is very hard to validate anything that's being said. It's just hard to validate it. We, we can't even believe a lot of our officials because there is a slight deception, even the ones we like, woven into with another agenda that doesn't allow with the doesn't align with the kingdom of God and we're going to have to learn how to divide that with the spirit of wisdom in order to know what is the truth what is God's truth I mean if you look at whether it's January 6 or the Epstein files or whatever's going on in the media right now there is no true uh um, what do you call it? Revelation. There's no true accounting of what happened. We have a lot of different stories that are all spun in different ways. And so what God is calling us to do is we've got to be able to listen to the supernatural spirit of wisdom on us in order to divide what's being presented to us. And especially as we move into an election year, there's going to be a lot of discerning that's going to have to be done. We're going to have to figure out what the heck is going on so we can figure out what is it you want me to do, God. And that is the big thing. Our whole agenda is not our opinion. Really, we have no opinion but God's opinion. So if we look at something and say, well, this is what I think, we need to reel that back in and say, God, I need to know what you think about it because what you think is the only thing that matters. My opinion, my bias, my agitation means nothing if it's not aligned with what you think about it. So we may, he may pick, you know, who knows, King Kong to run for president. We're all like, why would that ape get it? But you know what? If it's God's choice, then it is our choice. God is putting us in a position where we are called to be the gate crashers for him. We're called to be the ones that aren't just going to go along with whatever's being said. We're going to be the ones that our spirit is listening to the Holy Spirit. We're like, oh, yeah, no, that's not right. No, we're not doing that. Mm -mm. You can do whatever you want, but we're not doing that. So we, we have to really pursue the Holy Spirit, pursue the spirit of wisdom in order to be able to make 2024 as successful as God has planned for his people. You know, they talk about the economic issues that we're having right now. The economic issues can be overthrown 
and overrun by the spirit of wisdom that God gives us in order to have breakthrough in areas that people aren't getting. I had uh, somebody here a couple of weeks ago shared that it was the best year that they've had in their business. One of my clients, it's the best year that they've had in their business. That was 2023. And all we can hear about is the economic downfall. Well, God, you teach me how to shift an economic downturn into an economic overflow because I'm living out of the spirit of wisdom, not out of the spirit of the world. And that really is what's going to be our breakthrough. It's the thing that's going to get us past where we are. It's the thing, you know, we think that um, we can we can go with the flow of the world, but actually we're from a different stream. We're from the river of living water. We have everything we need inside of us in partnership with the living God in order to accomplish what he wants for 2024. Everything. That's kind of a powerful thought, isn't it? So we're able to see through its deception. And at the very end of this, in verse 28, it says, And then all of Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered. That's what you're going to be. You're going to be people that all the world, your sphere of influence, your metron around you are going to hear at the ability to speak into wisdom, to, to speak into revol, resol, resolutions that they didn't know. And they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. And that's what the wisdom of God will do. He will give us the ability to administer justice. And then it goes on about Solomon who Queen, Queen Sheba came because he was the wisest man in the world. People gave him so much money. He already had more money than he needed. But it's because, you know, we, we talk about a economic, uh, we talk about the, um, the financial shift from the wicked to the righteous, right? Well, just think about King Solomon. He got a financial shift because he carried so much wisdom and excellence that people were dying to give him money. Do you carry so much wisdom and excellence that people are going to be dying to give you money? I hope I, I didn't hear any yeses, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, we're going to do deliverance first, and then we'll release the spirit of wisdom. You have to believe what, I mean, you have to believe what the word says. And, and sometimes the word is so familiar to us, we forget that it needs to be activated in us in order for it to come out of us, right? So let's try this again. Do you carry enough wisdom and revelation that people will be throwing money at you just to get near you? They will want to do business with you. They're going to want honey. They're going to want honey. Because of what you carry, they're going to want to do business with you. They're going to want to be around you. Sometimes people just want to be around you because of who you carry within you. And you don't even like them. No, I'm just teasing. It's true, but it is true. Have you ever had someone all of a sudden that's your best friend? And you're like, I don't even know you. And they're like, yeah, but I, I've had people send me notes. I just got one in the email that just, 
you know, uh, I want to be friends with you. I'm like, okay, well, I'll let you talk to Chuck. <laughs> I mean, those things, but it's because you carry something. If your adversaries at work are all of a sudden snuggling up to you, it's because they want what you carry. They want the favor that you're garnering right now. Wisdom will open the door for financial strengthening for you. Wisdom will open the door for your marriages, your family. You know, it, that's what the Proverbs 24 says. It says that we will be wise builders of our families, of our marriages, of our businesses, of our economics. We will be those people. I will be those people. Right? God will show us how to invest, how to do whatever we need to do, and he will multiply what we have. That's good, isn't it? So I'm going to end on this. Uh, if you're interested in quite a few uh, prophetic words nationally and uh, uh, internationally, Chris Reed out of Morningstar um, has 40 of them. And he's pretty accurate. I mean, he's very, very accurate. But uh, I want to encourage you guys to really pray through. It's online, so you don't have to buy anything. You can just look online. Chris reads 40 prophecies. He's at a morning store. But he also has a book um, that I've been reading, and it's the 40 prophecies that are documented, and it, he kind of goes through it. But it tells you how to pray for what's being prophesied. And so many times when things are prophesied, we're like, oh, well, that's Chris Reed. Oh, that's Chuck Pierce. Or, oh, that's Pastor Gene. You know, so many times we, we just assume whatever's going to be prophesied is going to happen. But there's a responsibility in receiving prophecy and hearing prophecy is to praying in what God wants in it. And uh, one of the things he talks about is, I know I just put the book down, but one of the things he talks about is, um, you know, there's some national things that he has prophesied and he's like, but not everything that's prophesied has to happen. God lets his people know ahead of time. So we know how to pray. We know what to do. We know how to engage with what is happening. So we need to make sure that we just don't slam dunk and say, oh, well, they say that, you know, well, one of the prophecies in here is about the jihadist uh, seekers, um, sleeper cells in America. And that was one of the things that the Lord had showed him. And he talks about how we shouldn't say, oh, that's really bad. We should say, not on our watch. We're kingdom people. What does it say in that, in that Proverbs 24 that we're going to be... Um, why strategy is necessary for war and astute advisors will see a clear path for victory. So, so we don't have to say, boy, I hope they're not in my town. No, what we say is not on our watch, not while we're holding up the wall, not while we're praying through and declaring that no sleeper cell is going to be activated in our country. We have to understand that we're not yielding to the word, we're pressing into what God has for the word. So not everything is, you know, uh, just a spoonful of sugar makes the vinegar go down. It's, it's not that. It's when those prophetic words come out, we need to war. And we need to hear not what our opinion is, 
because we all have one. We have to hear the spirit of wisdom telling us this is God's thing. And this is what I want you to declare because it says that the spirit searches the deep things of God and reveals it to his people. So the revelation that God has for us will be revealed to us in order for us to not only be victorious in 2024, not only see the greater things that we're expecting in 2024, but also be positioned to tear down any strongholds, any, anything that's going to come against us in this year. So we have to go forward knowing that we are fully equipped to not only be in victory, as he talked about, but also be successful in 2024. Amen. To be successful, to not to be the head and not the tail right? To be the one who carries out the acts of God, the supernatural moves of God. I think we're going to see a lot more. Um, that Matt even sent me a word. We're going to see a lot more signs and wonders from God. We're going to see some, some things that are so clearly God that people on the earth are going to be awestruck because they're not going to know what else to do. Okay, that's it, guys, for today. I want to impart into you guys the spirit of wisdom. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys to stand. I just want to pray over and release that. Paul says, I long to impart what I have. And, um, and I really want you guys to pursue that. God, just fill me with your spirit of wisdom. Let me, let me be your counsel. Um, so, Father, I just thank you for everyone here. I thank you that we are here just rejoicing over who you are and that we can be a part of your family. Oh, Lord, what a great honor it is. And our hearts, of course, is to see everyone come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And so, Lord, uh, let it be yes and amen over our nation, that we will be a nation that uh, bubbles over with the presence of the living God. And Lord, right now, I just want to impart the spirit of wisdom into everyone that just release it. Just let them receive it. Let them become uh, uh, surprised and awed by your uh, showing up in ways that they had not even expected, answering uh, enigmas that they've been asking, filling in the blanks where they didn't know, and giving these, um, what I keep seeing is these uh, complicated puzzles and ease of solution. Uh, so, Lord, I just want to release that over them now. And, that, Lord, we want to be like Daniel. We want to be 10 times wiser than the very wisest. Because the spirit of the living God, the wisdom is carried upon us in a way that just breaks through every uh, dark place and brings the light of your answers into it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.